Hello, Marcy. Hello, Joanne. We have a special guest today, as as they all are special. <laughs> they all are special. <laughs> yes. Today we're going to be talking to Lisa, and I don't really know how to pronounce her last name yet. I just scooped her out on Instagram. <laughs> I don't really know much about her, but the reason why I reached out to her is because she offers art classes in Florence, and I'm practicing becoming an artist myself, so I'm interested in her art classes, but she does offer tours of, you know, walking tours of Florence, so I can learn a lot from her. Yeah, she's... um what started a magazine I guess she has her own magazine oh here she is (laughs) she'll she'll tell us all the details (laughs) so hello Lisa hi girls thank you for joining us Lisa's coming to us all the way from Florence yeah rainy rainy Florence today it's been raining for two days Yeah, well, I think it's supposed to rain here later this afternoon, but rain is why it's so beautiful there, right? No, I prefer, no, I, yeah, I prefer, the light changes, everything changes. And also, also, I think running around, picking up kids from school in the rain is not fun. So. Yeah, <laughs> right. Well, we're super excited to come, come live there for a little bit we're going to be there in what how many days now Joanne yeah Yeah, you must be so excited I'm excited for you so is this so I can ask is this um will this be your first time here in Florence second yeah we were when were we there 2019 Uh uh-huh we've only spent like four to maybe five days there you know it was not long not long enough no. Yeah, we were just hopping around different places in Italy and oh my gosh, I fell in love when I was there. I understand <laughs> that. That's what I did as well. <laughs> yeah. So I was telling Joanne that I don't even know how to pronounce your last name. How do you pronounce actually, it? It's actually much easier than what it sounds. I think people look at this long name and kind of freak out. But the beauty of living here as opposed to Australia is here. I never have to spell it. I just say it. So it's just break it up into like two Branca Tizano. Branca Tizano. Branca Tizano. Tizano. Branca Tizano. Yeah. <laughs> or as all my a lot of my friends would call me Lisa B, Brank. I got called a lot of other nicknames. So yeah. <laughs> I'm used to that too. <laughs> well, I we are so happy that you've agreed to come and chat with us and We don't really know much about you, except that I found you because you offer art classes. And I am so interested in learning, especially watercolor. I had been talking to people about, um, like I played around with some colored pencils. I took some art Uh classes with colored pencils. And I just said that I think I'm ready to try some watercolor. And then I came across your class and it was perfect. So I'm super excited to do that with you. Yeah, I'm excited too, actually. Um, I'm already thinking about where we're going to go because obviously it'll be depending on the weather, but we'll choose yes. a sunny day because we're going to go outside in the garden. So I first came here to Florence in 1993. So I was um, talking a long time ago. I always say to people, 
all the young people, I say pre-internet, pre-Google, pre-anything. And I came here to learn Italian because my father is uh, Italian origin from Calabria, but he never spoke with us. So I said, I want to learn to learn the language properly. And I bought him on my ticket, as you do when you're an Australian and you go traveling in Europe. And I decided to come here and I stayed. I booked into an Italian language course that was for a month. And I, uh, part of the deal was you could stay with a family, which I did, because I thought that would help me to speak, you know, faster. And it wasn't as easy as what I thought. I thought I knew a little bit, but it, you know, it's so different to English, the whole grammar and the rest of it. And then um, I ended up staying. I did a bit of nanny babysitting work. And then I also met an artist and he taught me watercolour. So my background was fashion design. So I was always had a bit of a creative streak and loved fashion illustration. And I used to sit outside of the Uffizi Gallery, like you see all the street artists um, painting and selling watercolours. And what's so funny is I walk around there today and there's the same, a lot of the same artists are still there. Wow. And some of them don't look like they've changed at all. (laughs) (laughs) And then I left after about two years and I went and lived in London for a year. And then I went back to Australia and continued working in the fashion industry. And then I'm going to give you the long story, the short version here. I have a twin sister who lives in Rome. And she came here, got married. And so in 2006, I came to visit her for a little holiday. And she was living in a gorgeous town called Pietra Santa, which you guys have to come to when you visit. It's an hour and a half on the train from Florence. It's past like Luca, you go past Pisa, Luca, towards La Spezia. And I was visiting her and she had some friends who, she said, oh, I've got some friends who want someone to go and babysit their kids but you have to pretend you don't speak Italian and just speak English and, you know, just go to their beach club every afternoon. And I was like, oh, okay, I can do that. <laughs> and their father was a fashion distributor and he, we got chatting one day and he said, oh, I need someone with apparel experience because I, even though I do a lot of, uh, import a lot of shoe brands, I need someone with clothing experience. So he offered me a job and <laughs> in Florence and wow. said, I have this empty apartment and I moved here and it was just you know, when you, like you said, you fell in love with Florence, you know, when you come to a town or a city that you just feel like, I was like, I've lived here before. Like I just always felt very at home here. And then I thought, oh my gosh, I'm being offered a job back in the city that I love uh, in fashion. And it was fantastic. And it was a great job because also all the brands that we distributed were uh, American, English. So I still traveled a lot. I went to like to go to all the fashion shows in New York and Las Vegas and, uh, and London. And so it was a really, yeah, it's a great job. And then through that job, I met my husband and here I am. That was 2006. So 16 years ago, pretty much, 17 years ago. Mm. Wow, that's amazing how that all worked out. Yeah. And then the painting, so getting back to the watercolours, the painting is the silver lining for me from COVID because I also, once I was working for that fashion job, then when I had my second son, I changed my work contract so I created I'd always wanted to write a book and then I had this idea and it morphed into a magazine so I was writing this magazine about Tuscany and then I was doing food and shopping tours and then COVID happened and there were no more tourists and I was like and so I picked up one day we were in lockdown my old watercolors and uh, painted a scene from you know a 
painting that I had, which just showed the poppies and all the rest of it. And I thought this would make a beautiful painting. And then I started to share a few things on Instagram and it just took off from there. So that's been, yeah, fantastic for me. Everything is just how you wanted it. (laughs) Yeah, it's weird. It's kind of like I've come full circle now. Like you're back doing watercolours. Yeah, that's that's great. I'm excited that you want to like painting here too. We're going to have a lot of fun. So, you know, I always want to, I always say to people, it's all about, you know, there's always that fear, I think, of, you know, the first brushstroke or, you know, like I even have it. I get a new sketchbook and then I'm like, I don't, I'm, I'm too scared to touch it because, or to do the first sketch because then I would ruin it. But it's that kind of fear of just, takes me sometimes, you know, half an hour to warm up when I'm doing a painting. I'll do some other stuff just to kind of get into the swing of things. And it's really therapeutic. That's what I really quite love about watercolour too. I think it's really, apart from, you know, it's quite beautiful because the water and the paint do their own thing as opposed to oil painting. There's something that is quite relaxing and, yeah, definitely meditative about it. This is the part that I have about the, the art is I have this thought what it's supposed to turn out. And then I'm like, I don't know how to do it. I don't know how to do it. And then it stops me from doing it from any creation at all. I'm the same. I have a vision of how I want something to finish. And then it's like, and it's also about with watercolor is really about patience because it's all about layers and not going too heavy to start with. But you'll see when you come and we'll do we'll do some exercises and we'll play around. Okay. Well I'm super excited about that. And you offer tours too. You say, yes? Yeah, so food tours, so where we taste all the local kind of, you know, um, specialties that Tuscany and Florence are known for. So at the moment it's really exciting because it's carnival time. So there's some really, there's rice, um, they're called frittelle di riso, so they're literally fried rice balls tossed in sugar. They're amazing. Mm. Um, There's things called chenchi. They're like a biscuit, which is also fried or baked, tossed in uh, icing sugar. And they are called different names all over Italy, but it's pretty much the same thing. So that's interesting thing about Italy too. Different regions have different names for the same thing. So we do food, wine. Often we'll do a Negroni. Negroni cocktail was invented here in Florence. So we talk about the history of that. Um, it depends what people want to see and do. So if it comes to maybe people say, I just want to, um, you know, I want you to take me around and do some shopping, show me all the you know, the best contemporary boutiques, labels that I'm not going to be able to find when I go back home. Or maybe people say, I want to see the artisans and I want to go and have a look, you know, do some paper marbling or, you know, there's some amazing, amazing artisans here on the other side of the river, the old Trano neighbourhood, that you can just walk past and you can watch them work. So it's really quite fascinating as well. Oh, wow. You often quite yeah. a bit, huh? I, I was, I was going to say that the, the watercolour um, I was going to say, I'm going to go for the food for sure. Maybe not the watercolor. But then when you were talking about it, I thought hmm, maybe because I don't consider myself artistic at all. But watercolor maybe might be fun to play around with, you know, like I'm open to uh, pottery, things like that, mm-hmm. where, you know, it's shapes. So, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> general shapes. But um, how do you how do people um do they go directly to your website to, to book things? Yeah, I've had um, at the, I've had people contact me via Instagram, which has been 
Instagram, I have to say, has been really quite phenomenal for me. But, yeah, directly through my website. And then I had, like, just through word of mouth, um, I had the tour on Thursday with a woman who sent me a text message saying, I'm going to be in Florence next week. Are you around? And a friend of hers did the tour with me. So she was like, you know, my girlfriend told me she had a great tour with you. So, and then I basically, you know, will find out, you know, if there's any foods that you don't want to eat or if you have any you know, allergy, allergies or intolerances or anything like that. And then I kind of put together a bit of a, itinerary kind of not not really itinerary is the same and I kind of sometimes on the day we'll just say oh let's go here and depending on the time and all the rest of it too so what people want to see so does this it's usually just a small group of people or is Mm. it um so mainly if they're contacting me directly it's usually private so it'll be a family so on Thursday I have a family of five but normally it's just you know even up to just one person sometimes I'll do a private tour or two. I work also for another company called um, Eating Europe and they pre-COVID would have tours up to 12 people in a group and it's really been interesting um, since COVID that most of the tours are small groups like so people two or three or just small families and um, but I have a tour that just got confirmed today which is kind of like getting back to how it used to be which is a really large group um and I'll divide that up with a colleague of mine a friend so when it's a you know this is like it's a group of 19 and there's no way I can do that by myself and also a lot of the places that we visit couldn't handle that many people and I have to say I do prefer the small groups I like the intimacy and it's much nicer it's like taking you know a group of friends around as opposed to you know being the person with the umbrella (laughs) yes the two group around (laughs) I don't I don't do that So what would it, what would a food tour feel like? Do you how like, are there specific stops? Yeah. So it depends. So if it's a morning tour, obviously there's not as much alcohol involved. Um, and normally we'll start with the coffee where it's a really nice time to get to chat and get to know people. But we also talk about the coffee culture here in Italy, because, you know, as you know, here in Italy, a lot of the restaurants they don't want to hear you ordering a cappuccino after your lunch or your dinner you know it's like they won't, a lot of them will say we don't do it um and then it depends on what time of year you hear it because if you're here in the summer it's really nice to have a shakerato which is the iced um coffee that they shake with ice in a cocktail shaker and it comes up all frothy it's quite beautiful Ooh. um and we explain that you can order though if you want a milky coffee coffee you can get away with ordering a macchiato all day that's acceptable so that's not normally a good start. And then also like, so depending on the year, on the time of the year, um, I'll usually go to a bakery and have some kind of, you know, pastry treat that's around. All year round here, you can get a budino di riso, which is a rice pudding. So just think of like um, a short crust pastry filled with a rice pudding that's then oh. baked in the oven. That's really popular here in Tuscany. And so, yeah, there's some always something that's, in season and that's something else that's special here as well that certain things you can't get all year round and I think that that's what's really quite you know makes it special whether you come in the autumn or whether you come you know in the summer there's going to be something that you can't find you know other times because it's all to do with what's in season Mm -hmm. traditions and all the rest of it too so there's always something different if it's an evening tour there's usually obviously wine tasting um also during the day there's a place i go to that we do in proper olive oil tasting so olive oil when it's tasted properly it's actually served in a 
tiny little blue glass because you're not supposed to be influenced by the colour. So it's in a blue glass. So you, because a lot of people go, oh, if it's a dark green, it's going to be, it's a bit of quality. And that's got nothing to do with it, the colour. And then you warm the glass in the palm of your hand and then you actually drink it. And we like wine, you hold it in your mouth. And it's really quite an amazing amazing thing to do so you girls will have to do that as well when you come yes 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 you say it's carnival time right now Mm. right when is carnival time over uh it'll be it goes on for a few weeks i don't know the exact day i think i don't know if it finishes with um uh shrove tuesday which is we call here um martiri grasso which would be fat tuesday um my boys would normally they'd have a day at school where they could go dressed up if they wanted to so carnival costumes it's a bit probably I guess it's like Halloween but I mean yeah yeah it's a bit like Halloween without all the scare scary part yeah. of it but um, and then they throw coriandoli which are the, like the confetti which they you'll see all over the streets oh so yeah. that gets thrown yeah the kids throw that everywhere um but you know I mean Florence isn't like Venice it's not so much you know a carnival centre the place in Tuscany though that is famous for carnival is Viareggio and that's near like 10 minutes from the town where I said my sister was living on the coast and they're famous for a huge parade I want to kind of equate it to your um the big parade that they have in New York for um is it Thanksgiving parade and they have all the big floats yeah so it's kind of like that but a lot of the floats that they take years to make I mean like the whole year to make they're amazing a lot of them really aren't for children they kind of always have like a bit of a political kind of satirical Mm. edge to them but it's amazing and it walks they go it lasts for a few weeks and they have competitions and it goes along the whole promenade of Vira Joe which is along the along the beach promenade that's quite quite amazing wow well we are going to be there you know March 10th through May 10th so is there anything happening during that time that we just shouldn't miss yeah, you guys are going to be lucky because I think you're going to be here for the beautiful um, wisteria that blooms at the Bardini Gardens. So if you can imagine like a long canopy that goes for about 20 metres long, all with wisteria that just blooms and hangs. And then from the Bardini Gardens, you have the beautiful view of Florence. So it's stunning for photographs and it's just, it's really quite beautiful. It's a stunning garden anyway. But when the wisteria is in bloom, it's just, something else it's really quite beautiful mm. if you're here for easter yes you will see the um which they did last year and so i'm assuming they'll be able to do it this year as well it's called the explosion of the cart which is on easter sunday in piazza duomo have you heard about that i i saw a little bit about that but That's i amazing. don't know really about it <laughs> i want to know find a picture yeah so it's it's an amazing um tradition and where they these oxen Basically, we, I'm, I'm flicking through one of my magazines to see if I can find some photos. They wheel this um, huge cart, which is, you know, hundreds of years old, and it's all decorated with fireworks. And these big two white oxen wheel it into the centre of Florence in front of the Duomo. Ah, here we go. Can you see that? Oh, yes. Wow. And then there's it exploding. So oh it's really amazing. Goodness. But what happens is, it's not just the explosion. What happens is there's, oh, here we go. So that's it in front of the Duomo. Can you see that? Yes. Oh, yeah. Wow. And then that that dove that you can see there, that's, that's not a real dove, but what they do is they have a wire that goes from the cart into 
the church into the Duomo and they set the dove off. It goes into the church and it comes back, hits the cart and all the fireworks um, explode. And if the fireworks don't explode properly, it means it's not going to be a good harvest here. So it's all about, you know, if it goes off well and everything happens. But it's amazing to see. Like it's just just really special. I remember the first time I saw it, I was just really excited. <laughs> it's like our groundhog day. Yes. Yes. Funny Bill sees a shadow. Yes. It's exactly like that. So it's like, oh. and then on the same day, what they do is there's also the historical soccer game that's played here in June. So on that day, they draw the teams to say which teams are going to be playing. So there's four oh. teams, and each team represents one of the different neighborhoods of Florence, the four quartieri. So there's the White team, which is Bianchi, which is Oltrano, the other side of the river, who I go for. Um, then there's the San Giovanni, which is the Duomo, the blue. Santa Marina Vella, a red, I think I got this right. And Santa Croce, a green. So it's like these four neighbourhoods that then battle. Oh, wow. That's fun. <laughs> yeah. It, no, it's a really... It's a really violent game. Actually, if you watch Home Game on Netflix, they show it on there. So... Oh. Yeah, it's think. I always say to people, think rugby, soccer, MMA. So oh my god, it's violent. It's really violent. Okay, okay. I'm making a note. I must watch that. Yeah, do <laughs> home game. Home game. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Well, I that's. I don't really think about sports when I think of Italy. I don't know why. Why I don't? And they I play in historical costumes, so it's not like it's a you know going to a typical soccer game. They're playing in. Um, like you know heavy old felt um costumes they all end up with their t-shirts ripped off by the end of it they just look like they're standing there boxing with each other it's really quite yeah oh my goodness how fun how fun yeah it is it's yeah it's an experience (laughs) I've been really fascinated by the people we've been talking to and they're all from they've all been from Australia I know because I I because I listened to your um podcast with Liv um Olivia yeah no it's funny I mean I um when I first came here I always felt like I was the only kind of expat or Australian here but it was because now there's so many because of the internet and Facebook and Instagram and there's a lot of expat groups here that people kind of network and get to know each other but the whole kind of I never used to there's a lot more Australians here than what I have always kind of, you know, taken, you know, kind of accepted. There's an Australian group that get together for drinks and there's an American group, there's a British group of expats. But, um, yeah, it's funny. I mean, I feel when I came here and I, growing up in Australia, I always said I was Italian, which was, you know, now here it's they kind of laugh at me when I say that because I just can't get rid of this accent when I'm speaking in Italian. <laughs> I'm the foreigner. (laughs) You have a beautiful accent. Uh, Not when I speak Italian. (laughs) (laughs) Um. (laughs) So there's a lot of Australians living Mm. there in Italy. So are there are there people? Are there Italians living in Australia doing the same thing? I'm wondering. It's a lot. In the last few years, there's been a lot of um, young Italians taking advantage of the fact that they could go and work in Australia with a working visa. And I 
couldn't be having people say, oh, a friend of mine's gone there, my friend's cousin's gone there. And they all, and I was like, I said, they love it, don't they? They don't want to come back. Because <laughs> I always get a lot of Italians say to me, what's the food like in Australia? What's the coffee? And I say, we have a really good coffee culture, you know, and this whole kind of idea, I think, that, because I was talking also about the skiing in Australia. Oh, you have snow? You know, this whole kind of, and then a lot of the Italians, they say to us, what are you doing here? Like to them, Australia is this, you know, I guess paradise and they can't understand why we would choose to live here where a lot of my Australian friends come and visit and they just say, oh, my gosh, look where you're living. So it's this whole kind of, you know, grass is always greener. Right. (laughs) That's So you met your husband there. He's Italian. Mm Mm-hmm. And he does the same kind of work. Do you guys work together? No, he's um he works for a freight forwarder shipping company. So oh. we met because he was working for the shipping company that I was dealing with at the fashion company I was working with. So oh, that I was see. how we met. <laughs> <laughs> I see. Do you have do you have family in Australia still? Yeah, I have. Um, so my father and two brothers. So. I have an older brother and a younger brother and then they're both married with children as well so my dad is coming over in June which is really exciting because he's cancelled the last he usually comes every year so he's cancelled obviously the last two years because they couldn't leave the country um so I'm really excited to see him and I haven't been to Australia for five years so I a long time so my boys keep saying to me I have two boys that are seven and ten and they keep saying when are we going to Australia so hopefully hopefully next Christmas we'll go oh that's exciting well you're you're lucky that you have your sister there Mm, very lucky do you see her often um probably not as often as like she's in Rome which is you know an hour and a half away on the train it's not that far but um, we speak every day, whether it's WhatsApp or messages or, you know, sending each other, mm-hmm. you know, photos or things that, you know, each one sees. But, yeah, we speak every day. Uh, I saw her probably, I want to say, two weeks ago. She was here in Florence and we had a few days together. We always spend our birthday together, which is really nice. Usually come see for lunch. Oh. Um, but probably I would probably see more of her if I because often when if I go to Rome, it's like then I've got to organise someone to either pick up the boys from school because if I go there, you know, I want to go there and spend lunch and then spend the whole day. But, right. um, yeah. yeah. I was reading on your website that your sister was on TV for something. Um, yes. So she <laughs> she went on, um, it's like a, it was a reality cooking show before MasterChef had taken off here and she won. And um oh. Tony, you know, it's so funny. You said that you weren't that creative. Well, my sister was a nurse and she always used to say to me, you're the creative twin. And then when she was here and she had children, she started to, you know, make their birthday cakes and, you know, was self-taught. And before cake design was really anything here. Um, and she started to, you know, do all the kids' birthday cakes. So when that's what she was kind of known for. So when she won the cooking show, her her prize was her own show and so what she did was it was like a cake decorating show that she did with her daughter and I think she did four seasons oh, and wow. so yeah she was really well known for for cakes and cake decorating and all the rest of it so yeah she's um she's amazing she has a her website is pretty much a, her food blog so have you ever gotten mistaken for her while you're here here there and yeah once I had a girl say to me my sister's name's Tony 
And she goes, Tony. And she gave me a hug and I went, no, I'm Lisa. And she goes, no, Tony. <laughs> I was like, no, I'm, I'm Lisa. And then also when I used to visit her in Pietra Santa, the town she used to live in, and actually when she was here a few weeks ago, she said the same thing. She said, oh, she was down my street. She said, oh, some people said hello to me. And I just said hi. And I <laughs> said it, you know, people waved and, you know, I didn't want them to think you were rude because they obviously thought I was you. I mean, we're quite different, but I think if you know one of us and you don't know the other one and then you see the other one of us walking around, you're going to think that, you know, that's the twin you know. Yeah. <laughs> I always thought it would be fun to have a twin. I always wanted that. Like, yes. <laughs> that just sounds so fun. <laughs> we, we probably always um, strove to be quite different. Like when I was younger, I cut my hair really short. We didn't like being called twinny at school. So we really kind of fought to prove that we were individuals and they were really different. And, and we were quite different growing up too. So yeah. we're probably more, more alike now with a lot of the things we do, but. We also had totally different tastes in fashion and, you know, the way we dress and all the rest of it, which we still kind of do now as well. Like I said, Tony, do you like this? And she'll say, no, but I can see it on you. Type of thing. Uh, well, <laughs> yeah. you are two different people. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I don't know why we like it when people are like so much the same, like twins. We just love mm. twins. I know, but I see it's funny because we don't think that we look that identical anymore. Um, you know, I see some twins that, their whole life, they really, they dress the same, they have the same hairstyle. You know, it's they live together almost. It's really quite, it's sort of a bit disturbing in on one <laughs> level. <I think. laughs> We're not like that. We still have our sisterly fights and all the rest of it. So, <laughs> well, living away from your family, that has that been difficult for you? Like, I that's what I. That's one of my things. I think about those ex- or expats that are living mm. away from their family. And yeah, it's hard. I always say it's kind of like we're living in limbo because I can't imagine moving back to Australia now and living permanently. I'd always feel like I was missing out on something here. And I mean, obviously there's a lot of things I love and miss about, about Melbourne, but um I have to say, you know, technology has made it, you know, everything much easier, being able to do like video calls. And my dad's really techie. He's fantastic. Mm. But um, I think it was harder these last few years where even if you wanted to travel, you couldn't. So it was this whole restriction thing that, and I think that's what kind of scared my sister and I. I was like, well, what if something happens to someone of our family in Australia? We're not going to be able to even go and see them. So we heard all these, you know, really awful stories about, people with sick relatives that couldn't even visit them so that was I think where I even felt more distant just the last few years where where you couldn't travel and you couldn't visit where I think we're quite lucky that you know like I said my dad comes here every year I feel I'm really lucky having my sister so close by that really does make it make it easier uh and like I said, you know, technology today, you know, I'm constantly sending my nieces messages. We do, you know, voice calls, video calls. So it really does make you feel closer. Like yeah. years ago when I used to send my letter home to my parents and it would take, you know, two weeks to get there. Yeah. In the meantime, I would have spoken to them on the phone and told them all the news that was in the letter anyway. <laughs> right. right. Yeah. Exactly. Yes. It's so good. Like even this right here. It's amazing that we are talking to you on the other, like, I know. The other side of the world. 
And you're drinking and you're drinking coffee probably and I'm drinking wine. (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Yeah. Well, that's something that we have to think about because we're bringing our work with us. And so, you know, morning is evening there. So we're going to be working evenings instead of mornings. It's kind of nice because when I was working with the fashion company and I used to do a lot of, you know, like um, emails and conference calls with the States in the evening, um, you'll find, and I have some other American friends here that work from three o'clock onwards, but you kind of have your mornings to yourself. So it kind of, you know, it's, it's kind of like the best of both worlds in a way that you'll be able to probably spend your mornings exploring and doing, you know, whatever you want to, and then, yeah, closing yourself up in the afternoon to do your work. Yeah. (laughs) What's your favorite part? Of Florence? Mm Mm-hmm. Well, I do love where I live. So I live um, in a neighbourhood called San Nicolò, which is on the other side of the river, so from the Duomo. Um, It's called Oltrano, which literally means other side of the Arno River. And if you think of the Piazzale Michelangelo, which is that beautiful, you know, the view where you see the whole city before you, I'm literally kind of the neighbourhood is below there. So... When we were in lockdown last year, we didn't have a garden or anything. It was really nice that I had that garden area that was within my 200 metres that I was allowed to, you know, go out and explore. So it's quite beautiful. We're very central, but we still have a lot of, you know, gardens um, around us. So I am a bit partial to, I'm partial to all the neighbourhoods on this side of the river because when I came back in 2006, I lived in San Frediano, which is on the other, still this side of the river, but on the other side of Ponte Vecchio. And this side of the river just seems, I don't know, it's very um, its very authentic. There's a lot of families that have been here for generations. A lot of the stores you go to, you know, they've been there for years. My street is like a little country town. It's a village. Everyone knows everyone. It's a bit of a- <laughs> I love that. You know, you go into the bar and they already know what coffee you want. You don't have, you know, it's that kind of thing. That's what I want, right, Joanne? That's what I've been saying. That's what I want so bad. To just walk in, it's like everybody knows your name. Yeah. The usual. (laughs) Yeah, and and you know, it's it's nice too because I have to say sometimes you kind of think, oh, you know, do I want to be a bit anonymous? But at the same time, I know that if like my boys were to run down the street, um, or someone would say, "Where's your mum?" You know what I mean? Like I do feel like it's a bit of a neighborhood watch, you know, scenario as well. I do feel it's quite safe this area. I often think too, like if if I was to have like come have my time again when I was here all those years ago, like I don't know if I there's a lot of things I don't I don't remember and I probably don't I think sometimes I didn't um, explore as I mean I was here for nearly two years but you know like when you almost um, get quite settled in a place and you where if you're there for a short time you probably explore a lot more because you're like I'm only there for a short time and all the rest of it. And I don't even have any of my old photos. They're probably in a box somewhere back at home. But, yeah, I don't have much of when I was here all those years ago. You had the memories. Oh, I did find this is time. I found this, which I've put up on my pin-up board. This is a tiny little watercolour. I don't know if you can see that. Oh, my gosh, look at how tiny. Did you do that? Yeah, and I found this, and it actually has... It had the date on it. I think it would have been nine, well, when I was oh. here, 93, 94. I found it in an envelope. Oh, I'm so excited. Oh my <laughs> so I'm on, on my pin-up board here. <laughs> you, made, you painted that that tiny? 
Yeah. So those things are like the little things we used to sell to the tourists, like you'd sell, you know, any watercolours from this size. And it would come in a series of three. So it would have been like in a frame with like three little watercolours. That's cute. That's Mm. cute. I don't know. I have a hard time with like a big thing. How do you do it like teeny tiny? Uh, oh, really? No, I didn't. I didn't need this all those years ago. But now this is me now. Thank <laughs> you. Thank you. But at the moment, I'm working on a large piece, a large painting. It's about this size. Um, it's funny. I, I kind of there's something quite um, quite beautiful about working something on a large scale. And if things get too small, like if I'm doing a portrait sometimes doing something on too small a scale is too hard to really show detail depends on what people want from it but I have some really tiny brushes as well I I was just using one of them earlier this one no that's not it I have some really tiny brushes and yeah here we go that's like one of my smallest brushes oh yeah if you can see that (laughs) but um yeah it's I prefer to work like that's quite easy too those little ones it looks even though it's so tiny but yeah I kind of do prefer to work on a larger scale so people hire you to do their portraits family portraits yeah I've done families a lot of uh, a lot of dogs done a few cats um I have a horse for a friend that I've been meaning to do for ages at the moment I'm painting a winery which then they're going to um print and um print the painting as cars and they've given me some of their wine that oh, <laughs> nice. inspiration here. Nice. <laughs> the label's here to refresh it. They're closed. They're not open yet. <laughs> um, and then I do, um, for myself, um, I did like a set, which I'll give you girls when you come, of coffee cards, coffee prints mm-hmm. and um, florals. I'm doing, speaking of the wisteria, I'm working on this at the moment, which is a oh. wisteria oh. painting. So but this was doing for me, but I kind of put it in my stories and someone already said, is that going to be for sale? I'd love to buy it. So, um, so yeah. And then nice. my plans are I really want to do like an illustrated map of Florence. So, oh. you know, that not a map to follow pretty much, like a right. piece of artwork that has like all the yes. know, landmarks oh, and all the rest yeah. of it. There's just not enough hours in the day for all the things that I really I'd like to do. <laughs> Wow. Well, everything, it it sounds like you really are creating your life, you know, like you have young boys, so you want to be, you don't want to be too busy and taken away from them, but you have so many things to, to keep you occupied as well. Yeah, they're cute. And that's, I think, um, the eldest one of, they're both kind of creating. That's funny. Thomas asked this year for Christmas for a artist easel, which really surprised me. And Matteo does comics. So they mm. both have a bit of a creative side as well. They're, um, but, yeah, they're, you know, I have to say I feel quite fortunate now that I do have, you know, my job before was very demanding and very a lot of long hours. So ne- um, now I feel quite fortunate that, you know, working for myself that I can kind of pick and choose my hours and obviously I'm there to pick up boys from school every day as well. Uh, that's nice. That was what that was what I was going to ask you if they if they were interested in art. It sounds like they are. Yeah, Tom Mateo's real like the oldest one who did the comic. It was like a 
30 page. Now he's writing the sequel. It's called The Monster Invasion. Or something. Oh my goodness. Wow. Yeah. But like, really? Like, and yeah, yeah it just surprises me how, um, yeah, how seriously he took it, you know. And then I was, I do some courses online and he was like, oh, can I do one of those too? So, yeah, and then Thomas surprised me, the younger one. He's seven. I was getting out some paints. He goes, no, I want the good paper, like what you use. Oh, he, oh excuse me. Oh. Yeah, I, want the, I want the good paper. I want the stuff you use. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> That's amazing. So you offer courses online as well? No, I haven't. I've had people ask me about doing um, art classes online and to teach, I have to say, I used to think, oh, I don't think I'm good enough to teach online. You know, I like to put a whole kind of class together or maybe I could, I don't know. And then also I, it seems silly, but it's like, oh, okay, the whole kind of technical setup of it or, you know, do I do a, I think I'd be really, I'd love to do like a live kind of class, but to do like a whole kind of recorded course or something just seems like a huge undertaking of work. So. <laughs> oh, well, I would totally sign up for that. Thanks. I really, I really want to, my heart wants to be an artist. I think my mind does too. <laughs> well, maybe. Yeah. I think that too. I think everyone has, um, has either, everyone is, is able to do it. And, you know, like I have improved so much over the last year. So it's all about practice, 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 um, it's really good to keep everything you do because it's really good to look back and kind of go, you know, even though you might not like something, but go, wow, okay, I really kind of yeah. see how far you've come. I, I have some pieces that I don't love and they sit in a drawer, but I keep them because they're really good to kind of look back on. And it's only through working with the paints that you understand which colours mix well together, how much water to add, how much paint, you know, it's, you can't just grab it the first time and, and get it. It's something about, you know, the more I'm still, I learn, I'm still learning all the time. Yeah. Well, well when did you actually start? Like you're the beginning, the first painting you ever did. Was when I was here in 93. So I was 22. Mm. And um, Marco, the artist, that I met, he taught me pretty much. He had been an architect here. So it was pretty much like watching him work that I learned a lot about how to set up a painting, um, how to add the shadows in. Everyone has their own way of doing things. Then when I went back to Australia, I did join a painting group, but I worked with acrylics. I didn't do watercolours for a long time. So I used to join, I was with this um painting group of women and we'd meet every Saturday and that was really a lot of fun and we could pretty much paint whatever we wanted to and then I oh when I first I've got these two when I first started my blog so that was 10 years ago my first blog it's had a different name to this one I wanted I was doing like an about me and I think I've got I've put these on my current blog but these I did in 2010 so 11 years ago so this was like a little bit of a kind of a mock-up of me oh. sitting at the station because when I first arrived here I got the wrong train to Florence as you do <laughs> <laughs> and then that was that was me like the whole fashion you know on via ton of body the exclusive oh, wow. so these are two that I kind of just sketch freehand I mean I kind of look at them now and you know they're cute they're kind of like you know comic things but then I when I started painting um two years ago was when I really started to then you know aspire see things that I'm like I want to learn how to do 
you know, flowers like that person? How do they do that? And I really wanted to, I love doing portraits too of people. So I started to, um, you know, do some online workshops about, you know, portraiture and mixing colours for skin tones and, and that. So, yeah, um, this, I don't know, someone asked me the other day, what do you really want to do, like, with your watercolour? And I said, I don't, it's not like I want to say, I just want to do botanical. I just want to do portraits. Um, what I'd love to do, you know, the magazine, it's not in print anymore, but I'd love to put this back out there as a one-volume book oh. and have the watercolours in here as well. So that's what I'd really please, love to do. Please do that. Oh, please do that. Yeah. yeah. You know, at the, at the back I've got all the fruits and vegetables in season, so yeah. I'd love to, like, convert that. And not have everything oh. as watercolour, but I think there's some really iconic things where I talk about food and or some ingredients which would be, you know, beautiful. And some scenes, you know, like that with the poppies would be quite beautiful if that was a painting instead of the photograph. Oh. So, that's the big picture of what oh, I'd like to do. Ew, yes, do that. Do that. I love where, it. Where are you girls staying when you're here? Uh, some Airbnbs. Mm -hmm. um, I don't remember the street, but one of a, one place uh, is about 15 minutes by bus mm -hmm. away from the city, you know, main city. So, but it is on the, where the train station, uh -huh. on, that, on that side um so I was, I was just curious to know which neighborhood you guys were going yeah, to but I you're not staying at the one place for the whole time you're staying no, in different places yeah two places and the second place will be closer I think to the maybe where that garden is you were talking yeah. about with the oh, okay so that's that, that's just down the road from my house so we're yeah, gonna we, be neighbors we can meet for coffees in the morning oh yeah <laughs> yes. yeah um yeah well we can talk to you for hours and hours, <laughs> but um, so as we start to wrap up, um, I'm going to ask the question. Um, so, if you you randomly won a hundred million euro or <laughs> dollars, <laughs> what would you do with it? I'm always looking at houses <laughs> further ah. out. <laughs> so, uh, there's a house that keeps on popping up in my. It's so out of my budget, but I just keep, I just, I, I look at it and I have it saved because it's just, you know, so I would love to buy um, a property that had a garden, some big space outside. I'd love to have a space where I could do, you know, have people have to do like cooking and watercolour workshops. Yes. That's what I would love to do. So, you know, come and stay and have like, you know, the guest house, come and do a retreat, you know, that would be amazing. Oh, Yes. That would be my dream too. Have <laughs> a few, few yes. different houses. <laughs> and maybe with that money, I'd also be able to buy a property in Australia. So then we could go and visit there every year as well. <laughs> uh, yes. 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 That'll be nice for you to get home and visit. Yeah. Well, the boys, um, Thomas, who's seven, he's six months old the last time I took him. So oh, he knows, you know, and they watch all these shows on TV. So we can't go. And, you know, I'm like, and I'm desperate to take them and really, you know, show them, you know, yes. the best parts of Australia too, all the wildlife parks and all the rest of it, beaches and, you know, yeah. just take them around to meet all my friends and relatives. So yeah, I'm really looking forward to meeting you girls when you come here. I'm yeah. so excited. I'm so yeah. excited to meet you and 
So we'll make that happen. We'll make arrangements. And I can't wait to like learn some art and have some coffee. No cappuccinos allowed. <laughs> maybe, a few, maybe a few Negronis and lots of vino okay. rosso. Okay. Yes. <laughs> yes. Well, yeah. enjoy your evening because I know it's I will. there. And Joanne, you enjoy your day. I will. You too. All right. Well, talk to you thank later. you so Bye. much. Bye. <laughs> Bye.